0: Welcome to John Wayne Lied to You, the storytelling podcast featuring me, this guy here, that's right, two thumbs, right here baby, John Wayne, that's right. I am here with you once again in Wayne Manor, where I reside, nestled in the East Wing off in the Library of Evil, where I do all of my evilings, and uh, this is no exception. Welcome. Thank you if you're joining me for the first time. I appreciate uh, you checking out the show. Everyone else, welcome back. I, of course, am sitting here in the Library of Evil, like I said, and I've got a nice ice-cold Topo Chico for my throats, and I've got a... I've got some my nice big cup of coffee today, but I've, I have a new mug. Uh, this is a uh, – uh, shouts out to my man, Ray. Thanks, dude. This is a mug that says, as above, so below on it. But it is also below me, Trebek. Shouts out. Rip. Sean Connery. Rest in power, buddy. Anyway, this mug is very big, um, so it, it allows me for maximum coffee drinkage, and I've been enjoying it. Thanks, Ray, uh, for that little Halloween treat, and I've got a nice big – Heaping bowl of bright green, crystally, magically goodness of Grand Papius medicine in my me. new pipe. Still, the pipe has lasted, guys. The new uh, Sherlock style pipe has not, uh, you know, it's here's the problem I have with it it's, 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 I don't want to say difficult to set down because all you do is set it down on the front and it's got these little like knobbies on it to make it balance, but. You know, anything like a slight knock on the table or something and it, it falls over or because it's so high sometimes so high. I mean, the bowl is higher than I'm used to. So I've knocked it over a couple of times just loading it. And the pain in the ass of that is it just like tumps all of the weed out like on the table or whatever. That That's the only drawback so far. I really like this pipe. It smokes really good. Um, so, yeah, so I've got I got this some really good stuff. I would I would go to say uh, goes far as to say dank ness. Uh I don't know what strain it is. I wish I did, but it is very um you know, it's got a very lemony uh f- f- um feel to it. No, a lemony kind of aroma. And I I think it smells a little bit to me like uh, fruity pebbles or yeah, one of those uh, maybe a hybrid of one of those type of things. Uh fruity pebbles the the strain of marijuana, not the actual Fruity Pebbles, although that is good as well. So I think it might be something like that. Either way, it's awesome. I had a nice tasting day yesterday, uh, tasting date yesterday with uh, the the Monsignor stopped by my house and blessed the the mansion and uh, the mansion, no, blessed Wayne Manor and uh, came to the library with me to consult and he brought some nice, uh, we had some Herrera of the Dog, which is a Jack Herrera, uh, uh, you know, uh, hybrid of Herrera and, and what, uh, something one of the dog things, and then we had another one. I forget what it was called. It was awesome as well. We had just a great t- great time in, in weed to celebrate all the good things uh, that are going on in our lives, and um, you know, and moving forward. So what a time it was, and in, uh, in hell yes to weed. Uh, I'll drink to that. A little sip of the. Hmm. Oh man, so what a time it's been. What a week. What a busy week of uh of all kinds of stuff first up top i, I want to say uh shouts out to all of my patreon uh friends patreon supporters thank you guys so much for uh for everything you do and for the support uh, if anybody else, else out there wants to check out my patreon just go to patreon.com slash John Wayne is dead and you can check out all the tiers that i have there and, and uh, available on every tier uh that you subscribe to you get um access to the awesome dude for life boner bonus podcast which i uh, in which I talk to my uh, my friends and and fellow artists and different oh sorry who people from around the world um that topo chico bubbles got me um you know from around this this fine nation and even the world yes and so i uh, i have all kinds of cool guests on there it's a, the show is a lot of fun to do and you know if you want to come help uh support old uncle johnny go over there to patreon.com slash dead and uh you know select what you want you get a lot of cool things but everybody gets the podcast no matter what tier that you uh that you subscribe to, and it comes out every Monday, just like John lied to you, uh, the same day. Anyway, we'll talk more about that later. T- gotta welcome a new, a new Patreon shout out subscriber, Kelby Losack. Uh, Shouts out to Kelby, what's up? I appreciate the support, brother. Kelby is a, a, a bad motherfucker. You heard me talk about him uh, I, uh, last week, I believe we did the Swapcast, Yeah, if, I'm, if my dates are serving me correct, you need to definitely check out his show, uh, Heathenish Radio. Uh, right now that's uh, it's a great show especially if you're into hip hop local hip hop like if you want to if you're ever like I well, wonder how does that how does like a, the hip Houston hip hop scene just blow up like that like this is how these kind of things happen you know you have people who have their finger on the pulse and who are you know having these these artists come on the a show and it, they're helping to to break them and stuff or, or even for, you know, it's awesome. I don't know what I'm trying to say, but check out, uh, Kelby's show. It is great. It's called Heathenish Radio. Also check out his books, uh, Heathenish and the way we came in. And, uh, yeah, I think that's it right now. But anyway, check out Kelby. Shouts out dude. I appreciate you. Fellow Texas man lives very close to the, the Wayne Manor here. Um, so, so like I said, it's been a busy week here around, uh, you know, Wayne Manor and, um, with some good news like right off the bat uh first of all uh first of all first of all my new book uh Mage of the Hellmouth is up officially for pre-order from Grindhouse Press comes out January 8th of 2021 and uh this is a, a, a book about uh, a young man and his uh sh- his struggles in the American no it's uh, it's about an ice cream factory uh family owned business um a gateway to hell and a role-playing game that ties it all together so um that is out for pre-order right now the kindle the kindle version only uh unfortunately uh we can't pre-order uh paperbacks like where they'll come out on the day that the book comes out like it's it's a pain in the ass but anyway what we are doing is pay attention pay attention no uh you know if you're in- interested in this, I'm going to be announcing it uh, soon. But you're getting it on the pulse of the of the of the world. If you're listening now, with Major the Hellmouth, when it comes out, I'm going to be doing a special from my store, from the John Wayne is Dead store, that it it is going to come with a very special item that is going to be one of a kind and completely limited, and uh, you know, a part of the book, like a piece of. Um, I, I I don't want to you know, let it, let it out just yet what it is, but, uh, just keep that in mind too. moving like, you know, when the book actually comes out, I will have, when I get my copies, I'm going to have a very, very special piece of, uh, collectible, uh, item of awesomeness that's going to go with the book. So be on the lookout for that. If you are into collectible stuff, it's going to be a limited thing. So, uh, check it out. I'm very, I'm super excited about this. And like, this could lead to some other spinoff, uh, single standalone items, uh, that are like this, this custom, uh, collectible. So it's, it's a lot of crazy stuff. Um, anyway, why am I, I don't know why, you know what? I hate when people are super vague like that. I'm just going to tell you, it's a a die. I'm going to have a special die that goes with the book. Um, like I, I, I was originally doing a 12 sided one. I might do a 20 sided one. Um, that's still up in the air, but it is you know, completely customized with, um, written, all the numbers on it are written by me and my, you know, in the weird way I write stuff. And it's got a, you know, one, and then it has you know, one of my pentagrams on it and my initials on one of the sides, it's going to be super cool. And the thing that I'm talking about that may come after that is, uh, <clears throat> talking to a good friend of mine who does a lot of, uh, uh, gaming and getting some more advice from, uh, him about it. Uh, my man, Rahul, check it out at coyote, bloodbath coyote with a C. Um, we were talking about it you know I, this may lead to some standalone like actual playable dice that like uh that i might make you know if if these are if there's enough demand for it but these ones will not be playable they're just uh you know collectible that goes with with the book one like a customized piece of piece of uh collectible art so check that out i'm super excited to have that coming out and to get the ball rolling on that now next piece of good news i got um oh by the way if you want to pre-order that just uh you can actually, add on uh, anywhere on Amazon, just type in, you know, my name, John Wayne Caminale, or search Mage of the Hellmouth, and you can pre-order it. But uh, we have the links up on the Grindhouse Press Twitter account, and then I retweeted it. So if you go to, at John Wayne is Dead, you can just find the direct link and pre-order that Kindle version um, right then. And so you can pre-order the Kindle, get it the day it comes out on your Kindle, read it, and then... You know, and then order the 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 physical version with the art and it comes with the collectible. It'll be it's gonna be a good. You just roll it all in there. So anyway, um next thing on the uh on the um agenda, next thing uh that, that happened this week that was pretty good bit bit of good news was um, you know, on the on the twenty first, I think I talked about this, I or maybe I didn't. Um I don't know if I knew about it yet. But there's going to be uh, – I, I found out I'm going to be like a, a guest author at um, this kind of uh, a pop-up market, uh, grand opening basically type of, uh, type of thing. Kind of uh, like a pop-up market, but this is a grand opening for a storefront. This is really cool and exciting. Um, if, if you guys are familiar with the Texas Frightmare Convention – uh, it's one of the biggest horror conventions, certainly in Texas, but it's w- one of the biggest ones in the country. It's fucking huge. Um, I've been to it only once, but the people who run that are, are opening this horror storefront store, and they're having like a kind of cool ass like grand opening. And I'm like on the poster. I got like the poster and shit has me on there, like special guest author by brought to you by Death's Head Press, John Wayne Cumminalli. And then it's like you know next to like the one the main guest uh, uh, who is Amelia Kincaid who plays Angela in *Night of the Demons*. She's uh, at a lot of the Days of the Dead and other conventions that I go to, so that's cool. And this is actually, it's gonna. If anybody, you know, if you're in the area, or you want to make a special trip, fly on out or drive. It's a uh, November twenty first, Saturday at at noon, twelve p.m. straight up. I'm sure it goes for a few hours. Uh, and it's in it's in Dallas, the Dallas area. It's, I guess Justin, Texas, is the official address, but I just believe that's a suburb or something. Anyway, you have to look it up to to get there. Uh, anyhow but super excited about that so um you know even to just be on the poster and be and, and have it say like and you're a guest you know' and presenting special guest horror author like that's that's pretty cool I like I was very uh you know stoked on that so hopefully if you're in the area'll come out and support us uh, and and the and uh, if you're if you live in the area, you'll continue to support the the storefront, the horror storefront that they have there. So um yeah, it's gonna be called Frightmare Collectibles. And they do have a, a Facebook page it says here, so you can check out more information there. So I was super stoked on that. Hopefully, I'll see you guys out there. But uh, it's gonna be a lot of fun. I'm gonna be out there with Jared from Death's Head Press, and we always have a good time cutting up and uh really letting it all hang out. So it's always a good time when we're when we're slinging books together. But uh, and then so third bit of good news i i got the other day also um coming uh, connected to with death's head press is i was uh offered and and given the job of uh i will be doing the audiobook versions of uh number 1 my my book sinkhole which came out through death's head press and also uh chandler morrison's until the sun which is a b- awesome badass vampire novel of his uh, I'm super excited to read both of these in my uh, silky, sexy voice. Welcome, vampire! <laughs> no, I'm not going to do it like that. But it's that's awesome. So those will be, uh, you know, I'm I'm hitting the grindstone on those, uh, you know, first thing and and working on them hard so I can get them done in a you know efficient manner. But I I don't want to you know spare the quality, so I'll be very much uh, making sure these are right now. And I talked about how I recorded. Death said uh death, set, death packs and left hand paths uh, the audiobook for that and I was trying to get it accepted and uh, they have all these strict like uh audio requirements and it just uh I just I didn't record it correctly now it sounds fine but it's it's just not up to whatever the the standards that it has to fit in for the you know for the audible people and, and all that kind of good stuff. And I, I rather than trying to figure it out, I was just like, fuck it. I'm going to just do it over again, which I will. Uh, but like I, I mentioned a couple weeks ago, it, it actually is available on my Patreon right now. If you join my Patreon, it's on the wall. Anybody can get it who joins the Patreon. It's uh the audio book is up there uh, that you can listen to. It's the one, it's the version I read and it's, it's not released anywhere else. It'll only be on my Patreon for my Patreon people. But um yeah, but this is cool. So I'm going to be like doing these, v- v- these, uh, audible books and hopefully that, uh, you know, helps. It's an, it's, it's another like thing to tap into that to do. Um, I like that kind of stuff because it's like another, uh, tool in my tool belt to bust out if I need it. Um, it's another Avenue just to have some, you know, experience in and it's going to be fun to do and I'm uh, happy to do it. And I hope that, uh, that, uh, it all comes out well, which I'm, quite confident it will, but I'll keep you guys posted as to, you know, when they're going to be released and all that kind of stuff, uh, but I am excited to be working on them, I gotta say, so, um, let me see, I think that's it for my, my week, I'm trying to think what else, I got a lot of writing done, um, oh, I'm doing, uh, some, some design work on some, you know, possible, you know, custom tarot cards that may be coming out through me, so I've been doing a lot of drawing this week, and um yeah, it's been good. I I uh I had this has been a good week. So I hope that you have had a good week too. But if not, you know, another uh no- another week is around the corner. We all start at, at at zero uh in the next day. So it's all good. Mm-mm-mm-mm. Now, I think without further ado, we'll move on to our three card tarot reading. Uh, as you know or do not know, I do a three-card tarot reading on myself before each show. Where I just, you know, I sit down and I write my thoughts, what's on my mind, the things that have been uh, I've been milling over or dealing with throughout the week. And then just look at those thoughts again through the prism of the cards, what they, they mean, and get a fresh perspective. Uh, just a new way to maybe, you know, take on things. It's a very nice uh, thought exercise, if nothing else. So... um, and I do this, I do a card of the day reading every single morning on my Instagram at John Wayne is Dead. So if you're interested in learning some more about tarot, you can check that out. And um, then it goes to the John Wayne is Dead YouTube channel so you can catch up or uh, go back and watch things and, and we can learn together. Anyway, isn't that fun? So this week, you know, I'm thinking the things that are on my mind are, you know, an ultra focus sla- with no distractions. And that's, um, Just something that's been on my mind as far as peeling away, you know, removing the distractions, moving, removing things that, uh, you know, may take me off my path or, you know, it's, it's when I keep getting more time dumped on my plate, uh, which, you know, I, I'm not complaining about having time, but the thing is when the time, the time that I would be on the road is getting, you know, just pumped back in, it's, it's, there's nowhere for this energy to go. Like I talked about, I don't want to you know, just atrophy, I guess, in a way by, by not being able to get out there and not, you know, I don't want to lose my focus because, you know, I've been distracted or I've been discouraged or I I started down, you know, oh, I'm going to work on this aspect really hard. And and, I just kind of pull myself off completely. I need to stay focused. I need to take on things that only are helping me, like that are going to help my my goals, you know, not, nothing extra right now. Um, motivation behind choices. You know, I talk about that making sure that I'm making the right choices with the correct motivation behind them and problem solving creatively. Uh, again, I, I think about that a lot because things keep changing. Things keep, you know, in flux for, uh, you know, the old convention circuit and and all that kind of stuff. So, you know, you gotta, you gotta, I want to get much better at solving some kind of problems on my, on my feet when they come up um, and just being able to come up with a new plan or a way, a new way quicker or, you know, or figure out the, the, the next way. I don't know. So that's been, well, that's what's on my mind this week. So first card, I, uh, I draw six of swords reversed. So with the six of swords reversed, it, this talks about, um, that we're possibly going through some kind of personal transition that you know maybe has something to do with our spiritual sense or uh, uh, or our spiritual self or our sense of spirituality um it's kind of like it's it's something like that is akin to a rite of passage perhaps if you want to look at it that way uh we're leaving something behind uh, like a, a behavioral pattern that's no longer serving you like i said and um and we're doing this all kind of dealing with this alone this is a personal thing not even anything we're really talking about to anybody we're we're dealing with this on our own because this is a personal thing um, we may like you know so if we're going through this change it's probably something we've realized that you know that we needed to do or you know or was inevitable or, or something like that but we need to watch out that we don't you know we that we if we realize that we need to change we might be reluctant to do it and we need to make sure that that doesn't happen because we start getting into this this kind of thought process of I think you know maybe it's going to go away on its own you know I this I don't need to do this this will just run its course and it'll be over and you, you're and then we also fool ourselves into thinking you know ah, I got this it's not a big you know what I'm I'm you know what, I'm good actually and it's just like this whole mind thing we're playing with ourselves that's just going to come back and bite us in the ass if we don't deal with this or you know make this this move this you know transition in our lives so. <clears throat> you know, sorry, it does say, you know, this is something that will most likely be uncomfortable, but change is, you know, not always a comfortable thing. Uh, Most often not uh, that much of a comfortable thing when you're in the the midst of it. But that's how we grow, like getting past our comfort zone, or getting out of our comfort zone is how we combat this and move forward. Because you know again we're one of the reasons why we might be fooling ourselves or saying like it'll go away is because we know it's going to take us out of our our comfort zone out of what's familiar to us and that's why we're kind of afraid and uh you know we don't want fear to creep in there so um so that's you know there may be something that you know i need to change or whatever that i'm being reluctant about uh, doing so, something you know that we need to just think about. And I say we, I mean myself. I'm just you know royal we. Um, <clears throat> also, we well, another thing. This does something. This does speak to me uh, a problem that I have. I resistant. Re- you may be resisting change because you feel it's being forced on you. Um, and that's something that I I've struggled with because I you know I've talked about how I have that I don't know just weird attitude in me where people are like, you know what. You, you do this. And I'm like, you do that. You know, I get real weird and reactionary. Um, and, and it's just, uh, it's dumb, you know, I guess, but it's just my, an attitude problem that I need to fix. But that's something that we need to look at even more. Like if we're, res- if we're resistant to change because we think we're, it's being forced on us when maybe it, perhaps it's not, um, we need to fo- focus on what the benefits of that change will be rather than, all the negative things, like, for instance, here's something, when I was, you know, I I worked at Starbucks for years and years, for 15 years, I was a manager for 10, and I saw different, whole different processes of how, you know, we ran our stores, come and go, get revamped, change completely, things that we were never supposed to do, all of a sudden became things that we did every day, it was a a ride, and I'm sure a lot of people uh, can relate if you've worked in you know, maybe like uh retail or food service and in that, that kind of thing for any extended period of time, you know, shit changes and, and all that kind of stuff. And a lot of times, you know, we would, you know, you get, get so used to doing it your way and the way you get it and you tweak it and you think it's good. And then the, here comes another system that they're putting on us. And the first thing you would get would all be negative. Like everyone's like, Oh fuck this. I need that. And it, that made it that much harder. And I'm among them. I'm not saying I wasn't, I, I was very cavalier about not really following a lot of the processes that I was supposed to and just kind of doing my own thing. But, um, you know, that probably wasn't right, I, you know, in the, at the time. But, I did, you know, we, what I didn't do and what all these other people didn't do is you know, take a moment to say, like, okay, but what is this benefiting? What, what is this going to fix? What is this going to make better? Why am I focusing on the, the negative? It's that kind of thing. So if, if that's what's keeping us – that's why we're resisting – you know, something different or a change of pace or whatever it is, we need to take a look at that or, or or just try to find the good the good parts of it. Um. So yeah. So next card, I got seven of wands. So this is a card uh, I've I've gotten many times. I like this card quite a bit. Um. You know, this card is is talking about we reach a, when we reach a certain level, we we reach a new level in our. And our goals or our career, whatever it may be, we work, we work, we work, we fight, we push, we get to that level. And it's like, whoo! all right, wow, I did it. But then you realize immediately that, you know, you not only have to work uh, hard, super hard again to get to the next level from there that you're working on. Now you have to work extra hard to just maintain that level that you're on and you have, you know, there'll be this these detractors, these these hate, haters, if you will, people who are trying to pull you down from that success and take it from you, trying to diminish where you are. You know, uh, you know, these are people who at, at this times. You know, when when you rise to the new level, you know, I talked about it on card of the day the other day. Unfortunately, you know, there's always going to be those people that you may even thought were your friends that are going to say like, you they don't deserve that. I deserve that you know the, just anything to get in your head or maybe get into the leadership's head or whatever whatever this may be to to pull you down and that's this tactic and it's it's them what we have to realize is when when we make when we make a significant accomplishment in what we're striving for that's a good thing we we should um take time to acknowledge that that kind of victory that success that uh, accomplishment and and be confident in in the fact that we made it up there and, and do we we do not want to let these detractors these people th- th- their their you know negative talk and tr- just detractions get into our head uh because they're just um projecting those insecurities onto you they they want to be up there they want to be at the next level where you are but they're not they, they don't want to do the work you know or or they they you know they they just aren't doing what needs to be done, and you did it. They see those qualities in you. They want them for themselves, but they instead of working to get them, they're just yeah and get yeah and just oh, it's awful. Just spewing that hate. So <clears throat> so we need to realize that when we get when we get to these new new places, uh, that that's not gonna change. That that's unfortunately just going to the all the way up up the chain to your highest goal. That's Going to be the case every step of the way, but what you know we need to do as long as we are taking these lessons that we learn from each of these kind of battles or each of these obstacles or you know from these things that happen uh when we're you know engaged in these you know periods of hard work and and ma- maintenance and moving forward and all that kind of stuff. We use those. We use what we've learned to look out for them to come up you know along the way. They might you know so we don't get you know snared in the the trap uh again, or you know we we have that we see the signs, and if it's unavoidable, we at least know how to deal with it better because of what we learned so that that's what we have to keep in mind um in the seven of of wands uh you know we deserve it you've worked hard to get there, just keep working hard don't and we we you know of course never want to quit and don't let the you know people get into your head with all the kind of bullshit that they're saying. So next card, the world. So this goes along pretty good with this. So with the world, we're experiencing a sense of completion. So, you know, just like we just were talking about with the seven of wands, you've, you've completed something. You've had that, you reached that next step and you feel good. You should, you know, everything you realize now, everything's come together for this to happen. You're in the right place at the right time. You're doing what you should be doing. And now you're where you envisioned yourself to be. Um, you know, if that's at the end, the like I said, if that's at the end of your journey or the highest goal or if that's just the next step you've taken, you've done it, you know, um, and you feel good. So, you know, the world wants us to reflect on these achievements and the journey that we took. Sound kind of familiar to celebrate our victories? You know, but we have to remember to express. You know, be grateful for what we've got. Don't take it for granted. Don't start being arrogant. You know, be grateful uh, always. And again, this talks about being grateful and taking away what we've learned and taking it to heart to apply to our future. Uh, you know, our future endeavors. Um, and that that's like what I mean. That encapsulates kind of. That's a nice little button to put on the end of this whole reading really um you know if we're not there we're almost you know just know that we're almost there we're close to getting that next level so we just need to push and again this is like where we use what we've learned to push through to get to get to the end or or to get to the next step and you know it's see, it's these lessons that are going to help make it easier to keep to maintain our position and move forward so Um, yeah, so that, that's what I want to say about that. So I like that, that reading. That was a good one. I got something out of that. Uh, I hope you did as well. Again, uh, if you want to check out my Instagram story every morning, I do a card of the day, every morning I do a card of the day reading at John Wayne is dead. So you can check that out and learn along with me. So, so earlier I talked about my Patreon and the podcast that I do on there called the Awesome Dude for Life Boner Bonus Podcast. And if you've been listening lately, you know, I've been putting uh, excerpts from the episode that's going to come out today, the same day that this does, uh, with who I talk to, and you kind of get to listen to them, check them out a little bit. And if you want to listen to the rest of the episode, jump on over to the Patreon, uh, or at least check out my guests, uh, you know, more about them. So Today, I uh, I'm talking to two people, two guests, um, locals um, from a, an awesome Houston podcast uh, called Rock the Cash Bar. I talked to uh, Ben Mowbray and Danielle Gallagher, or I'm sorry, Diane Gallagher. Sorry, and uh, and Ben I know through like comedy stuff. He would he performed at Neo Benchy a few times, and we got to know each other. Very cool dude, and. I just met um, Diane through the podcast because this was one of the podcasts that Nick and I start, started listening to when we were driving through Las Vegas, and, or to Las Vegas, through the mountains of uh, all this crazy New Mexico and Nevada and all this shit, and we listened to this, and I was like, oh, this podcast is awesome. Why well, haven't I listened to this before? And it's a, a great music podcast where they have a guest on, they kind of break down uh, different artists, like albums that maybe certain songs, they break down the lyrics. Uh, They also go through things like Guilty Pleasures or just uh, all kinds of stuff with the guest uh, about whatever topic of music they're discussing. It's very, very cool. So I wanted to talk to those guys, and I got them. I did. I said, hey, let me talk to you, and uh, that's what we did. So I'm going to play a little bit of uh, myself, uh, Ben Mowbray, and, and Diane Gallagher from Rock the Cash Bar right here. Tell, tell me, a tell the, tell my listeners a little bit about, or tell us about this whole podcast. Not a little, tell us a lot about it because I'm not going to be able to explain it correctly. So t- tell us about it, please.
1: Well, it's it's Diane's idea. Like Di- Diane is is kind of like the, the creative director and the driving force behind it. And she asked me, she like, do you want to do a, a podcast where we just talk about the music we like? And we take a song and then we do a deep dive into the lyrics and we talk about how the song sort of, lands in our own heads and and how old we were and what period in our life we were in when we discovered this band and and how we wanted to to make it like it's sort of in my head like like my original thought was like oh this could be like the comedians revenge on the mu- on musicians you yeah. know what i mean like right. it could be like this it's the snarky guy the snarky girls you know attempt to finally hit back against the cool kids but the more we got into it the more we discussed it the more we realized that just shitting on something all the time is not going to be very entertaining for us or for or for anyone to listen to so we just we made a decision to focus on stuff that we really like
2: yeah and also we are not like music audios. like we don't know everything and we wanted it that way we wanted to represent just like the two friends sitting at a bar talking about their favorite song talking about what they think the song is about and mostly getting it completely wrong but sometimes right sometimes having a revelation and mm-hmm. most telling personal stories about it and um, having a lot of fun with it. So I think there's probably a lot of like really hardcore music people that listen to our podcast and they're just pulling their hair out because they think we're getting it completely wrong. And it's I love that. I <laughs> screaming
0: cool. at the fucking radio. <laughs> God damn it.
2: I'm like, yeah. it. tell your friends, tell your friends how mad you are. Tell all of them.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, the one that I listened to the, the Van Halen one, uh, that who was that Rob Hubel on who was, who was? Rob, Mungle. Rob Mungle, yeah. sorry, uh, pff, sorry, my bad. Um, I'm high. Plus, I don't care. Anyway, no, it was very good. Like I as Nick and I were driving, we we're listening to Van Halen and I'm telling him about this book I read last year that was called Running with the Devil. That was it's written by like their first road manager turned full manager that's only like the david lee roth years and it's super super in depth and i was like super into it and then you guys did the the episode and he's off there like just rattling off all those facts and i was like yeah and then oh and then yeah 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 that's exactly i was like see nick he must have read the same book i did and he's like yeah he probably just knows it i was like oh did probably
2: read all the books and i know he read sammy rob is um an in-depth uh, fact finder on basically everything. Yeah, he
0: knew a lot about Van Halen. Uh, though I don't know if I agree with you, Ben. I'm a, I'm a David Lee Roth guy, man. I don't know about that. We both cringed when you, said <laughs> you were with, yeah. you were with him. I thought you guys were in a clash, but you know,
1: no, no, I don't, I don't know enough about Van Halen to clash with him about it. Like I just take his word as gospel on the, uh, on Van Halen. That's part of what's fun about doing the podcast. To me, is like I feel left out of so much music. I don't know anything about Van Halen. I've never been a heavy metal guy. One of my first, like the first live show I think I ever went to was a, a show that uh, I was like 14 or 15 and I it was at some pool hall in like Pasadena and it was like a local punk show. And oh, the shit. Hates were the headliners. Nice. And there was a, yeah. There was a guy who was like, he was introducing them like the MC just kind of comes up and just goes, are you guys ready for the Hates? You better fucking know who the Hates are. And I just kind of like, like press my back up against the wall because I didn't know who the hates were. Like I had no idea. <laughs>
0: so. But but for some reason you actually felt the need to to tell them that you did sorry I don't guys, you know yeah. Yeah.
1: could
2: somebody stop every stop everything. Explain this to me. Who are these guys? Beat
0: the shit out of you and you're like yeah. never listen to punk rock again.
2: Yes. I thought this was algebra too. I'm sorry I'm in the wrong building
0: <laughs> <laughs> No. Um yeah but it it was awesome um and it, I think it's a great show because you know, who doesn't like talking about music, especially you have a few couple beers, then you really get the true colors coming out on what, you know, that's, uh, this is okay. This is something I stand by. And I've do- I've adapt adopted, adopted and adapted this recently, arguing over music and insert movies, art, whatever here, but name for our purposes, music is a, is a young man's game. I say it's just, now I say it's, just not for me. Or I tell people, it's just not for you. The days yeah. of me going like, what do you mean? You are fucking stupid as hell. Like that kind of stuff. I get it through your head. I'm done with that. I'm done with it. I've let it go. I've How let old? it go. <laughs> What's that?
2: How old are you? Can I ask?
0: Uh, of course, I'm 41 years old.
2: Okay. I was listening to Conan O'Brien's podcast today. And I think what it really comes down to is you just don't produce as much testosterone anymore fucking care to fight <laughs> it's not even so much
0: okay that... okay uh, when you reduce it like that i guess <laughs> that's, i'm not saying that's not part of it
2: <laughs>
0: jesus
2: also also i guess you've matured a little bit maybe opened your horizons to different types of music maybe that's a small piece of it but i'm gonna go with low t <laughs> it's,
1: it's it's low t you definitely need to start snorting up some crushed up rhinoceros horns
2: You need to get that punk rock anger back. I love it when people fight with me about punk rock music because and I love I love making them mad, especially my husband, who's a huge punk rock um, fanatic. And I'm not saying that this band isn't punk rock. I'm saying it's the type of punk rock I do not enjoy. And it makes him furious when I say I don't like the Ramones. I just don't like listening to the sound of the Ramones. If I'm going to do go punk, I want yeah. to do Ian McKay. I want to do... Okay, do-
0: so uh, just so Ben, we can just move you right on in here as the main <laughs> guest. Is that doable? Oh, I don't think... Like <laughs> <laughs> oh, God damn it! <laughs> okay, remember I when love. I said fighting is a young man's game? <laughs> I might My, my team might get a little... Uh, loaded up on here i thought I you said t load earlier too i was like what oh cool t load. Gotcha.
2: well what ends up happening is they start arguing over the fact of the ramones being punk and i'm like i didn't say they weren't punk i'm saying i don't enjoy that version of punk music um i'm more of a jello biafra i that's what i want to hear in my punk rock and whoo they get mad at me <laughs> and i love it aye,
0: aye, aye. I <laughs> well i don't good. know these guys but i'm sure they're good good people um all around mm-hmm. But Ben uh what are you going to what are you going to say to break my heart?
1: Yeah. <laughs> I'm one of those horrible people that think that the Ramones for like like they're they're great big like like double album greatest hits with like 60 songs on it or or whatever it is there's really only two songs on that album you know it's true John Wayne you know <laughs> it's true Two
0: songs? I don't know you sir.
1: You know it. you, you in the down.
0: sense of in the sense of they're all the same chords, or in the sense of there's only two songs you like.
1: No, in the sense that there's only two songs. That there's just a, it's just it's it's just the same song over and over and over again. Well,
0: that's a, you know, there's different tempos. Mm-hmm. There's different you know, there's different nuances. I don't I don't have to sit here and defend music to you, dude. Look, I, <laughs> no, no, I no no I play no. in a band. I've played in bands for over 20 years. Okay, mm-hmm. so you know, every uh no, I know what you mean. It's not it's whatever. It's got that poppy like thing and lo- some people don't like it I happen to love it I happen to think I'm right and <laughs> no, no.
2: and you can make that argument for every band I mean every band has a sound I think it's an unfair argument sometimes where people do you know Nickelback all their songs sound alike I don't like Nickelback but I'm like yeah but like most Cure songs sound alike most Smith songs sound alike a band develops their sound so
0: we're come I think we're back now you're back Diane. All right. That's good. <laughs> <your> way back. <laughs> um, so do you do? You, uh, I guess this question's for both of you. Do you uh, not like uh, pop punk in general uh, when it comes to, to that kind of music or just the Ramones? Like is the the one that you They're hate?
2: fine. I'm really just ma- I just really wanted to see you get mad because most people do. I do not like Blink 182. If you're going to ask about pop punk
0: then yeah no um i grew up like really liking them and since the dark lord skiba has taken over the guitars there i uh my allegiance lies with him wherever he goes so uh therefore i am a fan um thus saith skiba thank you uh like uh matt skiba from alkaline trio which is one of my favorite bands took over for tom DeLong. so uh i just am like all right cool so I, i went and saw him um with skiba because i love him i love him
1: yeah. Ooh, skiba what sort of <laughs> bands do you play in
0: um well the band i currently play in john wayne is dead is a like pop well it's a punk band and when i tell people i'm like you know it's like ramon's ass you know two minutes <laughs> <songs, laughs> yeah. in and out just like that one two three four <laughs> three
2: so it's kind of like that
0: <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah it's it's quick songs we play super fast. It's just two of us, drummer, myself, and I play through three different amps, like a bass amp and two guitar amps and do that, that kind of stuff. And it's like just really fast uh punk songs with a little with a little hook.
2: I'm a fan of that. Like I'm a fan of like old school minor threat, where just like literally these really quick in and out songs that are just hard and fast. That I'm a huge fan of that.
0: Yeah, we just uh like to play as fast as we can and then throw up directly <laughs> afterwards. Uh. All right, that was uh, Ben and Diane from Rock the Cash Bar right here in Houston, Texas 33rd Third Coast shouts out. Um so I, you know, you know I love Houston, you know I love Texas and I always got to support them uh and support my friends and my uh, fellow artists, but it it helps when uh, they have something pretty awesome that you can uh, tout out there and say, "Yeah, bitch, look at this Houston." So, Check out their podcast. Uh, it's everywhere podcasts are. It's called Rock the Cash Bar. We'll have a lot of fun. And if you want to listen to the rest of that episode and all the back episodes that I've done uh, of the Awesome Dude for Life Boner bonus podcast, go to patreon.com slash Dead and join any tier, including the Dollar Beer Fund. It just gets you access to the podcast and a warm, fuzzy feeling of helping out old Uncle Johnny. So without further ado, I think we'll get into our story portion of, of, the, uh, of the day of the hour, if we will. And, um, this one I had, you know, with all the kind of odd things with the pandemic, as far as, uh, it related to school, uh, it seems to me like it's a nightmare. I would not want to wish that on anybody. If you're out there listening and you're a teacher or you have kids that are going through this or you, or both, uh, you know, you have my uncle Johnny seal of approval because that's uh, insane, it seems like that's a hard, challenging thing right now. So I've been thinking about that, and like I'm just how glad I am that I'm not in school or having to teach people and, and kids in this environment and in these weird days of online and live and back and forth and together. So I was actually uh, I was talking to a friend of mine who was a teacher about about their experiences, and then this like uh, triggered some thoughts triggered triggered my mind to one of those uh old stories that I love so much about about my youth. And uh, this actually uh I thought of two different kind of school teacher stories that I wanted to uh you know talk about here today. So, um this uh this is called Hey Teach. So, you know, sometimes you have those teachers that you know, whether you liked school or not, you look back on them and you're like, man, you know, that really was a good teacher. I could tell they were doing, you know, they, they got the best out of me. They cared. They, I, they really taught me something. Um, you know, I have had those teachers in my life. This is not a story about those teachers. This is a story about the kind of teachers that you remember for different reasons, maybe mostly because, uh, they weren't really teaching anything, and any kind of free ride you could get in uh, in school sometimes was was welcome. Uh, so, the first uh, teacher I want to talk about, I had this this coach when I was in seventh grade at uh, Twin Creeks Middle School. We, um, home of the Warriors, we we had a uh, you know, one of the football coaches. I will call him Coach H. So at the time he he was teaching uh, science, and he I I was. Um, I was on the football team that year. My only year I ever played football was seventh grade. I tried it. It was I was awful. It was awful. Everything was awful about it. Um, So I never did it again. But he was one of the football coaches, and he was also my science coach. So we already had kind of a rapport where he was cool. But this guy, like, looking back at it, you know, when you're a kid like that, you just think teachers are like eight. I don't know. I, I could never – I never thought of how old my teachers were or young. They were just all teachers, right? um and this is back this wasn't back before we had all these super like hot teachers that we have now uh today these days that didn't exist back then but anyway this te- this coach uh you know he taught science and you could tell that he's like that's not he doesn't want to be doing that he he's there to coach and do his thing and like he could give a shit less about teaching science but he has to you know for whatever reason i, I don't know how these things work but this guy was young. Like, at the time, I have to think that he, he was pretty much fresh out of college. So he had to be like 23, 20, maybe 24, a couple of years out. I don't know. So that puts a little bit more in perspective when you think about it, that, at least for me. But this guy, like, he loved to tell stories. Instead of teach us, all he wanted to do was tell us stories. And all he told us stories about were the crazy shit that happened to him in college so he went to uh texas a&m prairie view uh prairie view a&m university and like so there's um i'm sure this is in most places like most states but you know we texas a&m is the big one and then there's smaller kind of you know saddle, uh, other colleges in different places like you know U- university of texas is the university of texas in austin but but there's like utsa san antonio and you know what i don't know how those factor into things um At all, but he went to Prairie View A and M, and he was very proud of going to Prairie View A and M, and he loved to tell us stories from it, and he loved to tell tell us like mainly point out the fact that you know Prairie View A and M is a predominantly uh, African American college, like there's it's predominantly you know uh, black students. And he loved to talk about, cause he was a white dude and he was talking, i loved to talk about how he was the only, one of the only white dudes on campus and all the crazy adventures he had. And, uh, probably none of these, this was appropriate for children, but I remember this one time specifically, I can't really remember specifically any other stories. Uh, I just know they were always really funny and, and that kind of shit. But I remember this one day we're sitting there and he's like, all right, guys, uh, I, you know we're supposed to do this today, but I'm, I don't feel like. Let's just. Tell, I'm going to tell you guys a story. This is. I'm going to tell you guys a, a, a story about one of the craziest girl fights I ever saw, and we're like, oh shit. So he's like, yeah. So I'm at school, Prairie View A and M University, as you know. Um, and uh, you know, I go, I hear something, I go to my window, and I look down, and, and. Uh, we're not going to talk about that right now because we're actually going to turn to page 65 in our books, please. And we were like, what? And, uh, you know, we kind of like followed his eyes and, you know, kind of turned and the principal is standing in the back of the rooms. Cause these rooms were like open. The back wall was open. Cause was just different classrooms down like an aisle. Right. So he could walk down that hall or aisle and just like, look at that classroom and then the next one and the next one. And that's what he was doing. So he had just like stepped in front of the classroom and the coach like saw him and was like caught himself. And, but you know, to our credit, every, nobody like said anything like, what are you talking about? Like everyone just pulled out their books and opened it to the page. And he's like, all right. And, uh, we'll go ahead and read section one. Uh, you know, Tommy go and read, start, start reading section one. And like whoever he called on, I don't know who it was. They just started reading, you know, it wasn't even the unit we were studying. It was just random, like beautiful, beautifully pulled off. And, you know, the principal like is looking is he was this like big kind of towering menacing man named Mr. Mir. uh and he nods and walks uh walks gets past us and is down there he's like the coach is like oh my god guys that was so close thanks good good job everyone good job going along with it that was great <sighs> okay now let me tell you this story and basically the story was these two girls were had gotten in a fight downstairs he saw it out the window and ran out there and one of them like went in and got a hair curl curling iron and came out and started beating the other girl up with that and it was incredibly violent and messy and he thought it was like the best thing he'd ever seen and he wanted to tell his seventh grade science class all about it and uh, i thank him for that because those are the kind of lessons that we need To know about sometimes, you know, we don't we don't need to know about the you know periodic elements all the time or where clouds come from. You know, who cares? Are up there? I can't do anything about it. I want to know about the best girl fights at school. I want to know about you being a you know crazy your crazy white guy adventures in your in your you know in your time of of college years. That's what we want to know because if we don't learn from him, we're going to learn on the streets and. Nobody wants that, but he was a good dude. I don't know whatever happened to him. Maybe he's dead. Rest in power. Uh, but yeah, he was always like that the whole year. We I learned nothing. We learned nothing. Like it, it was a joke. It was pretty pretty cool when those kind of things happen. Now later, you fast forward a, a few couple of years. Uh, I'm in uh, high school and I'm trying to think. I want to say this has got to be my oh oh this is my junior or senior year. Fuck, I can't remember, but. I have this teacher named Mr. Jingles. Now, I know if my sister's listening, Carrie shouts out, she is familiar with Mr. Jingles. Uh, I believe she had him herself. The thing now, and other people who had him know exactly what I'm talking about. Mr. Jingles was like, first of all, his name's Mr. Jingles. That's with a G. And he was this like nondescript, like just like middle-aged white guy. Uh, glasses, you know, clean cut, very mild mannered, super nice, psychopath, like, psychopathic. I totally mean it, like, without a doubt, this guy was, a, had to, he, he, so he's super nice, right? He's a history teacher, and the one thing we notice right away, like, you go in there, there's no desks, like, there's, you, you know, in high school... All the classes have chair desks, except, you know, maybe the, the science labs, you sit at those long tables. But it's chair desks when you're in high school. But he had his room set up in in tables, like, that you would sit at kind of, like, in the kids' schools and shit. Like, if you are a little kid. And there were kind of those, those, uh, those tables where you put the two together, and they form, like, an, an octagon, or, or not an octagon, maybe, but a, you know, six-sided thing, whatever. Like, so... He, he, we would set, he had those set up in chairs, and it was like four people per table type of situation, and uh, that was odd right off the bat. And then we learned pretty quickly that he basically, the beginning of every class teaches like for about 10 to 12 minutes over whatever the, you know, section of a unit is, like two or three paragraphs of a chapter of, of this the history book. And they'd be like, all right, and so tomorrow we're going to have a test on that. So or, or we'll have our quiz on that, and so we'll just, uh, for the rest of the class, study, or when you're not studying, you can play chess or cards. And, and like, literally, the class would just then uh, start doing whatever we wanted. We would play checkers, chess, he had chess boards, play cards. Like, my table, I was with uh, three other dudes um, in my class who were maybe, like, a little bit, I would say, cooler than me if you're trying to, like, look at it like that in a high school coolness way or or not. I don't know. Um, But we played cards every day and, like, gambled with real money and shit like that. I was never good at gambling. I always lost. But you know, I lost a couple of bucks, like, I ah, fuck this. But the thing, okay, so when I say psychopath is, he, he'd be super nice, like, all just talking, and something would happen, and he would snap. He would go from zero to psycho in, like, that. Like, screaming at the top of his lungs at you. Like, what are you doing? Like, uh, I got it one time. Like, this is a good example of how it is. So he, um, he had, at one point, I guess... I don't know, man, maybe he was digging around in, like, the old supply room at the school, but he brought he brought into the room, he had set up in the room, uh, I believe, three of these old fucking computers, like, the old school ones that are just, I don't know, like, a ColecoVision or some shit, and he had them, you know, on the floor against the walls, and the keyboard, like, on top of them and whatever, and they only, like, played virtual chess so battle chess and that kind of shit so if you were lucky to get one you could play so i'm uh i'm playing with one of the dudes at my table and i'm sitting in my chair and he's sitting on the floor next to me and i got i have the the um keyboard resting on my lap because it's my turn i'm i'm making a move and the guy who i'm playing against realizes that he's made a mistake and i'm going to make like the you know checkmate move and he's like oh man no and he does one of those he like just he hits his hand on the side of the keyboard and it just like flips out of my lap and hits the floor and a bunch of the keys pop off of it just like ding, 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 everywhere and there wasn't even a time like a a, a a moment of like oh shit of silence like he just erupted he's like john wayne that's it that's it. Everybody put it. We can't. That's why we can't do this. anymore. Blah, blah, blah. John Wayne. Put, put your head down. Doesn't that? Everyone shut the fuck up. Blah, blah, blah. Like he. Like it was. It was insane. Like it was scary. It was scary. But you know what? Like he yelled at many people like that. In in at least in my class. And the thing is, I, you know, nobody wanted to say anything about it because we were just getting this fr- free ride in this class it was A for everybody. We would take those little quizzes the next day, there would be 5 questions, right? And you're sitting at these table with four people all facing each other. So we just took every quiz together. That was it. That was just that was it. Even if you didn't want someone to cheat off your paper, it, there was no use they did. There was no way to hide it. It was <laughs> it was crazy. It was it was insane. Uh, literally. So I don't think anybody wanted to turn him in or say anything about his temper because um, we didn't want to lose that sweet, sweet ride. He also did show us like the History of Rock and Roll movie. It's like 36 hours. Like, it, it, so every day we're watching an hour of a show. This guy was, I don't know how this was allowed to happen, but let's just say I'm sure we do not have teachers like that anymore. Uh, I wish we did, personally. Uh, but yeah, that, those two guys were crazy. But in like the next day it's like nothing no never happened didn't happen he's fine don't worry about it like i think i even went try to apologize and he's like yeah no don't worry about this it. all good let's take our quiz start the day you know it's like he he was a real robot psychopath um i don't know probably had bodies in his wall or something but great guy Loved to go fishing on the weekends and tell us about that uh Otherwise, very cool. I liked him a lot, but I'm sure he had his issues, as we all do. So those those were a couple of cool teachers that I that impacted me in a way that um, I learned nothing, and I thank them for that. All right, there you go. A couple of teacher stories for you. Hey, teach. I think uh, actually I was going to mention it up top though. That Hey, teach is a I believe it was a play I was in in middle school or. Somebody was in. I my mind is foggy on this, but I want to say it's like one of those weird middle school plays that's not really a play. It's just kind of stupid. But uh I think it was that or it's the name of a, of a dumb like book like for in the in the super fudge franchise or something. I'm not sure. But anyway, yeah, those are some teachers. I, I liked them. I have no 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 problem with either of those guys. I hope they're doing well and wherever they are, rest in power probably. Anyway, thanks you guys for joining me for another episode. I very much appreciate it. Hey, all my books are in stock if you guys want to check it out since I, you know, my next couple of cons did get rescheduled again. So if you go to com and go to the shop page, Uh, You could check out uh, my books, pick them up. I've got some more t-shirts in there and records and stickers, all kinds of good stuff and new things coming all the time. So uh, be checking back at johnwayneisdead.com for that. All of my books are also on Amazon and Kindle. If that's your jam, you can check them out there. I very much appreciate it. If you'd like to support me further, go to patreon.com slash johnwayneisdead. Every tier gets you uh, every episode of the Awesome Dude for Life Boner Bonus Podcast. We're up to like 45, 46 episodes now. So... A lot of good stuff, and a free audiobook of me reading Death Packs and Left Hand Paths, so all of that with your uh, pledge on my uh, Patreon pledge. Is this the Channel 8 pledge drive? I'm not sure. Maybe it is. Uh, also, you could check me out on my another, other podcast I do with uh, horror author Christopher Triana called Vital Social Issues and Stuff with Chris and John Wayne. That comes out every Thursday, and that is also audio and video uh, available for that. Check that out. Uh, that's also at johnwain You can find it and follow me at John Wayne is dead on Instagram and Twitter. And I hope to see you next time and, uh, and next next time.